And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. The calendar has been updated, ladies and gentlemen, 708 days since an incident that involves injury. Been a while since we've uh, we've taken a look at that. <laughs> Mrs. Boss over there is shaking her head. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. And this is not a show that I wanted to do. We'll get into that here in a minute. want to give a shout-out to listeners on the podcast. We've got people in the Philippines, the U.K., Germany. <laughs> okay. I'm told the H. Okay, so Dave says the H2O promo forgot to mention that dash, dash of awesome pepper. I'll put that in the next one. Uh, we are available on various podcast platforms. Uh, the live chat, as you can tell, is active. Uh, it's open on both YouTube and Odyssey if you want to jump in and share your thoughts today. Um, if you're here in replay, you can leave your thoughts as well in a comment. Uh, you can connect with us on social media. You can leave an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. Jump in the Discord because I'm sure we're talking over there as well. All right. So, <coughs> excuse me. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to stay out of it. I drama, 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 drama. There's that. And I'll we'll 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 get into this. Doomcock has I yeah, let let me do it. Let me do a couple of of random updates here first. So apparently we've got new gameplay for Jedi uh, Jedi Survivor, which is over at IGN. They've got nine minutes of uh, nine minutes of gameplay of the uh, of the new game. There's battle droids. Calcastus apparently has a beard. So you can you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. So there's that. And then uh, we have an update on stuff that's going on with regard to Hogwarts Legacy because that's that's out today, and people are playing it. Um, and Axios has this article here, the headline. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy game launch becomes referendum on J.K. Rowling. It's always an us versus them type of thing, right? <coughs> uh, the new video game stemming from author J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter fiction is launching this week to big sales and big controversy. Okay, I reject the premise on this. The controversy is not that big. It's only on Twitter, and it's only... The, the 12 emotionally constipated, angry, blue hair check marks 
that are that are dealing with this. Uh, you know, not, most people out there don't care. We talk about it because people in our audience and people in audiences of other YouTubers, we're paying attention to this kind of stuff because this is part of the overall culture war. But most people out there don't know, don't care. It's a game. Let's just play the game. So a lot of that stuff is going on. And, of course, everything stems back to these accusations that J.K. Rowling has said things that are transphobic, even though nobody can show us what it was that she said. Nobody can, can provide quotes. Nobody can provide receipts. <coughs> they can make these wild, random-ass accusations without any proof. But, of course, in this day and age, current year, that's, that's how it goes. The accusation is enough. This is something that Rush Limbaugh talked about for a number of years. It's a nice, we don't, what he called the drive-by media. We don't have to spend time getting into the substance of the accusations. We don't have to spend time giving you evidence to support our accusations. The accusations are enough to establish guilt. And progressives and those on the left, they do that all the time. I, don't, I, I, I just, I don't know. Here's an update on Warner Brothers stuff. Keanu Reeves, Constantine 2, reportedly canceled at Warner Brothers. Now, we had made note that uh, Constantine 2, Constantine 2, had not been mentioned in the presentation from James Gunn. Neither has the animated Harley Quinn. But uh, according to this article in the Direct, if you scroll through all of the, all of the setup, Thanks to industry insider Casey Walsh, fans learned that the recently announced film, Constantine 2, might have been canceled. In a response to a now-deleted tweet, Walsh bluntly stated that Constantine 2 is not happening. Uh, it says here, that was a movie they greenlit in desperation because they weren't sure the direction of DC uh, and needed to have something post-2023. Uh, so... It, maybe like I'm, I'm going to chalk this up to a rumor at this point because there's still there's still a chance this could be some kind of an Elseworlds thing that gets developed because Keanu Reeves is a hot ticket right now, and it would not be a very smart thing to cancel this uh, given his popularity. So there may be some other issues involved, contracts and paperwork and business entities and all that other stuff, commitments and obligations. So there may not be a Constantine II. But there might be. I mean, given that we're getting a new Swamp Thing, maybe we get two John Constantines. One that looks like John Wick and one that looks like Sting. Uh, yes, sci-fi snob. I've seen your claim. I'm, uh, I'm giving it. I'm giving it all the all the attention that it's due. <laughs> uh, Master Shadow Dragon. I have has has Master Shadow Dragon shown up in this chat before. That's that's a name. Do you think? Maybe that sounds kind of familiar a little bit. Yeah, it's good good to see you in the chat as well. Whatabouts there? Dave's there. Cam's there. Matt Tween's there. Uh, sci-fi snob's there. Let's see who else is there. Now, my 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 chat widget that I've been using, I see Keely there. 
my chat widget I've been using apparently now is defunct. It doesn't work anymore. So I can't pull things up the way I used to be able to, and I'm very frustrated about that. Because the replacement software widget is nowhere to be found either. So I gotta I gotta come up with a new solution. If anybody's got a suggestion on how to pull up to do this through OBS, I mean StreamYard will do it, but we're not using StreamYard. All right, so uh tomorrow little programming note tomorrow it's going to be a weird day <coughs> because we've got the disney earnings call which is going to be at uh do do Oh, uh, when is that? Uh, it is going to be tomorrow at... Um, oh, where's the where's the time? I, think, I want to see it's... I got to see the time. Here we go. Um, I thought I had this pulled up. Sorry. 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow is going to be the earnings call. Now, Valiant Renegade is going to be doing a live uh, stream along with the call, and they're going to be doing live reaction during the call. We're probably going to do a post-mortem after the call. Um, so, what is that, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, figure two hours, 6.30 Eastern, that's 5.30 Eastern, uh, 5.30 our time, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be a weird kind of thing. Paul DeGarabedian from Comscore will be here. Dan Danford will be here. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can get uh, Culture Casino on here. Uh, maybe I'll send a maybe I'll send an invite to Critical Drinker. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Uh, but that's going on tomorrow. So I don't know if we're going to do a regular bunker at the 1 p.m. and then do the the the, the reaction video. Um, we probably will do both. We might, we might not. I don't know. We'll see. But stay tuned to the social medias. We will link, we'll provide links and we'll tell you what we're, what's going on. But this, this stuff with Nelson Peltz, this proxy war that's brewing, they've, they've, they've finally, uh, announced a date for the shareholders meeting where the vote's going to take place. That's not tomorrow. That's going to happen later. I think in March. Um, the earnings call is tomorrow, and that's going to set things up for what this proxy war is looking like because Disney is desperate to not get Nelson Peltz on the board. I mean, they're sending stuff out to shareholders that says, don't vote for Nelson Peltz. Don't vote for Nelson Peltz. Ignore everything that Nelson Peltz and Tryon Group is telling you. They're desperately trying to keep Nelson Peltz off the board. And my question is, why? What do you not want him to see? What do you not want him to know? Why is it such a big deal to keep Nelson Peltz, specifically Nelson Peltz, off the board? Because overall track record, Nelson Peltz and the Triangle Group has a very successful track record of turning companies around and making them profitable again. They've done it over and over and over and over again. So why wouldn't you want him on the board unless you don't want him looking at your books for some reason? I can't imagine why that would be. (sighs) 
We'll see. And then tomorrow, of course, we've got the Reedy Creek stuff going on down in Florida. So there are all sorts of different things. All that drama that's being set up at the Disney Company. And we'll be talking about that. This is this is a weird week, folks. This is a very weird week. And it's going to be busy for us. Um, Saturday, we might have to do an evening edition of Good Morning Multiverse. If we do a Good Morning... we It will be a Good Evening Multiverse if we do it. We'll let you know uh, one way or the other on that. Right now, it's looking like we might do the evening. We can't do the morning because of... Uh, commitments that Mrs. Boss and I have. So anyway, all right. So all the all, okay, everything's done. Now let's talk about let's talk about Doomcock. <clears throat> I have had it. I have been watching this. Okay, so Doomcock has a bit, and I understand it's a bit. This is his thing. This is his shtick, where he's got he's got some kind of a of a hate. For Alex Kurtzman, like you wouldn't believe, and okay, Kurtzman's a hack. We all know this. J.J. Abrams is a hack. Star Trek has not been good since before two thousand nine when they did the reboot. The reboot was gr- was garbage. Discovery is a mess. But for some reason. Uh, the the future ruler of the earth from the center of the of the of the earth <coughs> has got this crusade that he's on against Alex Kurtzman and hidden. Uh, I don't even remember what the name is. Um, what's the name of his company? Yeah. Kurtzman. Um. Somebody help me with with that in the chat. Uh, it's hit, hidden, hidden, uh, something hide, secret hideout. Thank you. Yes. So for whatever, I mean, look, you bad robot, secret hideout, whoever. Doomcock has been on this stay angry crap for a very long time, and I get it. It's a bit. It that's his thing. But yesterday he crossed a line. And he's been skating the edge of this line for a while. And just getting, not just not just leaning into the bit, not just being the stay angry guy, but he's actually been getting mean with some of this stuff. And granted, a lot of it has been directed at Terry Metalis. It's been directed at the Picard production. It's been directed at... CBS and Paramount and Secret Hideout and Alex Kurtzman and all that. But now he's taking shots at fans. And it's... This is no bueno to me. I've been watching this. I have been watching for... You know, I've been... I I didn't want to get into this. I didn't want to comment on this but Robert Meyer Burnett did a observations last night where he addressed this and it's gone too far I think 
So Doomcock says here, it says, some fans are fooled by hype from those they trust, by hope that the abusers of Trek and its fans really, really mean they're sorry this time. No more beatings, no more betrayals. They'll slink back, hoping for a little love. All it will cost them is their self-respect and dignity. This offends me. One, to use, to use a situation of mental, emotional, and physical abuse as your, as, your, as your context here is grossly disingenuous and over the top. And I, I get you're doing it for effect, but this is, this, is, this, is a, this is too far. This is over the line. He says here, amended, any Star Trek fan, and now he's, he's talking directly to fans. He's not talking to creators. He's not talking about Kurtzman. He's talking about you. Any Star Trek fan who supports a show from a company that single-handedly destroyed Star Trek and kicked fans in the teeth since 2007-17 is a simp, a cuck, a shill, or is deluded by false hope. Supporting Puke Hard Season 3 is just rewarding the murderers of Trek. It makes me sick. I amended my first tweet because it wasn't fair to Trek fans who were fooled by the phony shill hype and member berries of Puke Hard Season 3. Some fans just want to see the Next Generation reunion, even if it's held in Trek's wake, awake thrown by the butchers that killed it and laughed at our tears. Doomcock's going hard in the paint for this. And I don't think, I don't think this is going to go well for him. <clears throat> I really don't. Now, Doomcock does this whole stay angry thing, right? But he's got this, you know, without respect, we reject. Well, Robert Meyer Burnett turns that around. He says, without respect, we reject. And he's basically saying, Doomcock's crossed a line on the respect part. If he doesn't, he did, he's not going to respect the fans, then why, why give him time and attention? And I happen to agree with that. I think, I think Doomcock has, 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 has overstayed his welcome with this particular topic. As much as I enjoy his bit, as much as I think he's, he's kind of funny at times, and he does make interesting points, and he does have insiders, it seems. He's come out with some different reports and some different things and rumors and whatnot. He's doing, he's doing some decent work. But for whatever reason, he's got a, he's got a splinter in his eye for, for, for Star Trek. And I get what he's trying to say. I, I do. If you if you give Picard season three your time and attention, then you're just enabling the people that have been making this crap since 2009. I get it. But Rob also makes an interesting point in that Star Trek has always been under the auspices of CBS Paramount Desilu going all the way back to 1964. No other company, no other studio has been responsible for Star Trek. Now, you might have Desilu, Bad Robot, CBS Television, Paramount Television, Secret Hideout. Various different companies make Star Trek for CBS. That's nothing new. 
But CBS and Paramount are ultimately responsible for Star Trek. And that's always been the case. CBS and Paramount, well, Paramount, has been, you know, Gulf and Western, whoever, who, you put, the, put whatever label on it. The same company that made Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine also made Star Trek Enterprise, also made Star Trek The Motion Picture, also made Star Trek V, also made Nemesis. There's good and bad Star Trek throughout the history of Star Trek. Now, Discovery is crap, yes. It's bad Star Trek, yes. But there's good Star Trek. I like Prodigy. I was okay with Strange New Worlds. Up until that one episode where they completely went off the rails and lost me. <coughs> but, but, the reason they, they, the reason they lost me on that, the reason that there's an episode of Strange New Worlds that made me angry was because of the nature of decisions that Mabenga made as a father. And it just insulted my intelligence and made me angry because of my own personal experience. The quality of the show, the writing of the show, the execution of the show, not bad. Strange New Worlds feels like Star Trek, much more than Discovery ever has. And Robert Meyer Burnett has consistently been a critic of all the bad robot Kurtzman stuff. Consistently. I'll watch it, but I don't like it. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. That's that's always been his thing. He's he's been very specific about why he doesn't like the things he doesn't like. And he makes a point. By the way, hi hi the cool guy. Welcome to the show. <coughs> Rob last night talks about the fact that he's actually seen the the full season 3 of Picard 3 times now. And he's had conversations with Terry Metalis about it. Terry Metalis brought over a lot of crew, writers, cast, composer from his 12 Monkeys days. Terry Metalis goes all the way back to Enterprise Deep Space Nine era, Voyager. He's worked on, quote-unquote, real Star Trek. He knows. At least, that's what we're being told. And some of the things that I've seen from interviews with Terry Metalis and the clips that he's shown us, the music that we've heard and the trailers and all these different things have me cautiously, very cautiously optimistic. And I get it. Doomcock's sitting there and he's got a, he's got a point. Why do we reward the people who are trying to destroy stuff? But the flip side of that is, shouldn't we be rewarding the stuff they get right and say, more of this, please. This, this I'll pay for. You'll, you'll get money from me for this. Not for this over here. This over here is crap. Don't like it. Don't want any more of this. But over here, this right here, I mean, look at the, look at the Star Wars figures. What's coming out? Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary figures, Funko Pops and 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 Black Series. 
there's even a Revenge of the Jedi Darth Vader figure based on the poster. They're going back to what sells. Somebody has finally said, hey, you know what? This, these, these Ray figures, they don't sell. Of course, the stuff that we're hearing about what's coming next out of Star Wars, <laughs> that could all be blown out the airlock. And people, people are saying that season three of Picard is what we should have gotten at the beginning. But Patrick Stewart didn't want to do that. Patrick Stewart wanted to make Picard about what he wanted. Which is why we got Brexit and Trump and child abuse. Season one was crap. I didn't even watch season two. I didn't even bother. Oh, you're doing time travel again. Okay. But the stuff that we've seen so far has me thinking maybe Terry Metalis got it right. And from what Rob was saying last night on his his show, which is on very late at night, by the way, Rob said he has a conversation with Terry and says, how did you get away with some of this? You know what Metallus's answer was? Nobody cares, and nobody was paying attention to what I was doing. Because Alex Kurtzman is not involved. Alex Kurtzman is off doing his thing, whatever it is, his, whatever project he's working on. Akiva Goldsman's working on Strange New Worlds. They just let here. Have have season three of Picard, Terry Metalis. Do do your thing. And he was basically unsupervised. And nobody was paying attention to what he was doing. So he got to do whatever he wanted to do. Which means, hey, I'm going to make a show that looks like Star Trek. Maybe. But for Doomcock to go off like this and not even allow for the possibility that there is room for improvement, that somebody, somebody over there could learn and say, ah, we, 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 we got to fix it. For him to do this, not only is disrespectful of fans, but it's also hugely hypocritical. And I will tell you why. After the break. Performing the Picard Maneuver with our eyes closed. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Engage! Sci-Fi For Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi For Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Good morning, multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV.
Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here along with all of you. Glad to have you all with us. And look, I don't I don't want to be completely dumping on, on Doomcock. He's got his reasons for doing things, and that's fine. He wants to do that. But I think he's being a little hypocritical about things. And what about nails it in the chat? He's he's anticipated me here. Because I want to, just for a moment, remind people that Doomcock is all about Jon Favreau saving Star Wars. And it's the same kind of situation, isn't it? Isn't Jon Favreau in the same position that Terry Metalis is in with compared to Star Trek and Star Wars? Because you have the studios, Paramount, Disney. You have the, the, the overarching ownership studio, the big company. You have Lucasfilm, Secret Hideout, Lucasfilm, Bad Robot, whoever, right? And you have the showrunners, Leslie Headland, John Favreau. Tony Gilroy. But Doomcock is all about how Favreau could save Star Wars. Favreau can do no wrong. Mostly. Now he's had some he's had some critiques. He's had some things to say. But he's very quick to come to the defense of John Favreau, who's trying to fix Star Wars. How is John Favreau any different from Terry Metalis? How is Terry Metalis any different from John Favreau? Because if Doomcock's reporting is true and John Favreau went into Bob Chapek and said, I'm done, and Bob Chapek says, What do we do to keep you? And Favreau says, Mandalorian season three is all mine. Nobody else touches it and leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Well, what if Mandalorian 3 is the same as Picard 3? Why does Jon Favreau get the pass that Terry Metalis doesn't? Because they're essentially in the same kind of situation. And I know the track record for Star Wars and Star Trek is a little bit different, but it kind of isn't. Because what has, what has Lucasfilm and Disney given us with regard to Star Wars? Three terrible movies that underperformed in the box office and declined one right after the other in the box office. We get Rogue One, which is a pretty decent, solid Star Wars movie, which is why we get Andor, which is not bad. But Jon Favreau's got his track record over at Marvel, yes, but coming over to Star Wars, what is he doing? He's doing his thing. He's doing what he thinks is good Star Wars. And from the various different interviews that we've seen with him and Dave Filoni, they've pretty much got it figured out what what should work and what doesn't. Even though, according to reports, the whole Grogu thing coming back was not Favreau's idea. He didn't want to do it. But higher-ups said, you're going to do it. Because it's in the Book of Boba Fett, which Favreau didn't have his hands on. 
So now he's stuck, and he's got to make this thing work. <clears throat> but according to according to reports, Favreau didn't want Grogu in season three. So what happens to it? What do you do with that? Word is that the Skittle Vespas that showed up in the Book of Boba Fett was Favreau's breaking point. I mean, you got the Gina Carano thing. What if Favreau says, I do what I want, and maybe he brings Gina Carano back as Cara Dune? Why does John Favreau get a pass and Terry Metalis doesn't? Terry Metalis was a showrunner on season two. For a few episodes? Maybe? But he gets all of season three all by himself. Training wheels are off. Supervisors are off. Nobody's looking over his shoulder. <clears throat> and I can totally buy the the statement that he apparently said to Rob, studio doesn't care. The studio doesn't understand what makes good Star Trek or bad Star Trek. They're just putting out a product. Corporations don't understand any of this at all. Disney doesn't know what Star Wars is. CBS and Paramount, they don't know what Star Trek is. It's up to the individual creators. And if Metallus has figured out the formula for good Star Trek, shouldn't he be rewarded for that? Shouldn't they look at that and say, Terry Metallus delivered a hit? Because they know Kurtzman's not involved. They know Goldsman's not involved. This is all Terry Metalis's thing. If he turns this around, and, by all accounts, he sets up what could be another next generation type of legacy show, maybe he gets to do that one too. And maybe fans look at this and go, you know what? Star Trek's starting to turn around a little bit. What happens when Mando 3 comes out and we look at it and go, eh, not for us? What happens? I mean, does, does, does Favreau continue to get a pass regardless? Because he's John Favreau? What makes him so special? The hypocrisy is what irritates me more than anything else. And, and the fact that, he, that, that Doomcock is now attacking fans. That's fine. You want to you wanna lay into Terry Metalis and Alex Kurtzman and CBS and Paramount and all that. that. That's fine. But you don't attack the fans. See, this is, this is the problem that I have with a lot of these creators that are coming out attacking fans. This is the problem that I have with quote-unquote fans who are progressive who are on the left, who are Marxist, socialist. They don't buy the merchandise. They don't watch the shows, but they sure as hell will take up the cause. Because my representation. They don't care about story. And, and Rob makes an excellent point on his, on his show last night. For him, it's always been about the story. 
he's not into the political ideological crap either. And he's not on the right. And he's made plenty of, of statements that I don't agree with when it comes to politics. But he's dead on when he says the story should come first. The writing has to be spot on. And it has to be a good story, not my representation, my identity. Because if you're leading with that, you got nothing left. You're fresh out. You're, you're running on fumes at that point. And I think Doomcock is a hypocrite because he's going after Terry Metallus and he's leaving John Favreau alone. And it's, it's, it's almost the same kind of situation. Uh, let's see here. Master Shadow Dragon says, that's the thing. Grogu is the only thing that makes the money. Anything else is off to the discount store unless it's original Star Wars. That, that's an excellent point. Yes. And it's, it's dangerous to hang your hat on one particular thing that's your only golden goose. Uh, Dave says, do we know if Bad Robot Secret Hideout are locked into the Star Trek IP? Isn't that a, is that, well, the 25% difference thing does, does factor into it. But I have also heard that there's a deadline apparently coming up that if, if there's not new material in the pipeline, if something doesn't get greenlit by a certain date, then Secret Hideout's contract with CBS is done. I, I can't I can't confirm that I, I can't cite my source on that. I've read so many different things. I don't know where I saw that. But that could be a rumor, but it could also be that you know the reason we haven't gotten any new stuff announced past you know strange new worlds and prodigy were the last things. You know, discovery is done. Discovery is is you know after season five, they're finished. Picard season three is the last one. So the only thing out there really is Lower Decks, which has got Kurtzman's name on it, and Prodigy has got Kurtzman's name on it, but how much are they involved in that? It's animation. It's a completely different studio. It's a completely different crew that's putting those things together. But we haven't had any word on any new Star Trek stuff that's in development. Nothing nothing new has been greenlit, and the word is that if... If certain projects don't go forward past a certain date, then that could be an indicator that Secret Hideout is done with CBS, or CBS is done with Secret Hideout. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh... What about says when he let his side punk him over the David Dorn situation? I lost any respect I've had, I could have for Rob. You're like the, Rob's got his detractors too. I'm not. I'm not familiar. The David Dorn thing. Are you talking? Oh, you're talking about that? Yeah, the the Floyd riots. Everybody lost their minds over the Floyd riots. <coughs> that that whole thing was stupid, dumb, and and and. We got into arguing things that we didn't necessarily need to argue because there were other things those arguments distracted us from. But I'm not going to get into that today. But like I said, I, I have not always agreed with Rob. And there have been plenty of times I've agreed with Doomcock. 
This is not a, a be, be on one side or the other. The progressive mob is the enemy. We should not be fighting each other over stuff and things. <coughs> but when you attack the fans, of which you consider yourself one, I mean, Doomcock considers him a fan. He says he's a fan. I'm going to take him at his word he's a fan. I know Robert Meyer Burnett is a fan. Robert's worked in the Star Trek world. I know Rob's a fan. And I know Rob has been a very harsh critic of Star Wars since 2009. And if... And if 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 the early reviews are any indication, there are more than just Rob that's coming out saying this season of Picard is what we should have gotten in the beginning. I have seen nothing but positive about this upcoming season of Star Trek Picard from people who otherwise kind of were done with Trek. Now, I've sent my emails in to try to see if I could get screeners. Get access to screeners. So far, I haven't heard anything. We're a little tiny channel. We don't matter in the in the grand scheme of things. It's disheartening to see this kind of rift. It's disheartening to see Doomcock cross this line. <clears throat> I understand it. But I don't think that it's appropriate. And, you know, say what you will about Rob Burnett. He's at least keeping his head about him. He's not going off the deep end saying, Well, you He's not doing that, which is good. There's no need to escalate this stuff. And honestly, like I said, I didn't really want to get into, a, you know, any any of that, but Doomcock crossed the line yesterday, and I think it's it's it behooves us as fans to sit there and go, okay, well, you know what? Um, it's time to call out some bad behavior. We we need to we need to be able to have respectful conversations about the things we disagree with. We need to have respectful conversations when there's stuff that some people like and some people don't like. Okay, that's fine. Look, there are people out there that love Star Trek Discovery. More power to you. There are people who love the first season of Picard. Second season of Picard. There are people who like that stuff. There are people that like Lower Decks. Go for it. You do you. If you like that, fine. If you don't like it, that should be fine, too. But it is not your place or mine to condemn those people who like something we don't like. Star Wars the same way. You like The Last Jedi? Have at it. Me, personally, I hate The Last Jedi. I've seen it once. I will never, ever set eyes on it again. 
And the reason for that is what it did to Luke Skywalker. Just bastardized all of Star Star Wars with that movie. Does that mean I walk away completely from Star Wars? Not necessarily. Because if you decide you're going to throw away the good with the bad, then all that's left is they just do whatever they want and all you got is, is the bad. Right? Oh, well, nobody cares. We'll just do whatever we want. Continuity and canon be damned. Nobody cares. Doesn't matter. And what about's got a good point? <coughs> we should and I and I've made this point too. We should not be fans first. We're customers first. We're paying customers first. And these studios and these production companies and these actors and writers and producers and directors need to be reminded that we're paying customers first. And there is reward for making the widget what we enjoy. And there is not reward if you make a widget we don't enjoy. And that needs to be made very clear to these people who are making this stuff. Whether it's Star Trek, or Star Wars, or Doctor Who, or Battlestar Galactica, or Buck Rogers, or Flash Gordon, or Megalopolis, or Space Command, or take your pick. The Ark... The new Logan's Run. Whatever comes next. And and Keely, yeah, Keely says, without respect to what came before Discovery and Picard and the fans, we reject Kurtzman Trek. But where does that go? Where do you where does that take where does that take you? $5 Super Chat from Matoween. Let me get this straight. Star Wars is redeemable, but Star Trek is dead, buried, damned to hell with no chance at all. Got it, Doomcock. Hey, see, and that's that's my question. How are they different? How's Terry Metalis different from John Favreau? The scenarios are essentially the same. I mean... You talk about Favreau's track record. Terry Metalis has has a track record. Twelve Monkeys and previous Star Trek, in addition to his other work, critically acclaimed. Sci-Fi so says I should invite Doomcock on the show and ask him that question. You know, maybe. I don't know that he'd do it, but you know, he would do it. I don't know that he'd come on the show, but we'll see. Uh, does Gary at Nerdrotic hold the same opinions about Doctor Who? Irredeemable. I don't know. I haven't seen what he said about about uh, about Doctor Who so far since since Russell T Davies took over again. That would be a that would be a question because same kind of thing. Is Doctor Who irredeemable now because of Chris Chibnall? Can Russell T. Davies save Doctor Who? Can Disney Plus 
Save Doctor Who? It's still the BBC. I mean, the BBC fired Colin Baker. The BBC canceled the show during Sylvester McCoy's run. The BBC didn't understand Doctor Who, hated Doctor Who, finally killed Doctor Who, but then they brought it back. Is it the same Doctor Who? Is good Doctor Who, bad Doctor Who, the same Doctor Who? Like they said, like like they said in the TV commercial, the world may never know. Uh, Mazur says, we're going back to the beginning and listening to this entire stream. Something tells me it's content I'm very, very extra interested in. Let me ask you this, Mazuris. Do you not listen to the entire show anyway? <laughs> oh, that gets me right. That gets me right there. Right there in the side. All right. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you very much for all of the, all of the, all of the, uh, the comments and uh, and the and the back and forth and discussion. Let us continue this discussion reasonably and civilly over on Discord. Join us over on Discord. The links in the in the show notes. You can uh, you can be over there and and let us know anything you think. We can talk about all sorts of things over there. We talk about Wizards of the Coast. We talk about the Disney stuff. We can talk about Star Trek and Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica and. Doctor Who and DC Comics and Marvel Comics, all, all, all sorts of Join our Discord. All right, that's it. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Ribbit tomorrow, weird schedule tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go, but we will just kind of kind of play it by ear. And then uh, tonight, we've got a brand new H2O podcast. Are you going to play it by mouse ears? No, we're not going to play it by mouse ears. Stop that. Tonight, H2O Podcast, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Might be a little bit late, but tonight we are going to talk to Mr. Predicto here. We're going to ask, ask a bunch of weird questions, and we'll take questions from the chat. Uh, so join us for that. Tomorrow, Disney Day, we'll figure out all of that stuff. So find us over on social media, Discord, video video, uh, video platforms. We're, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I don't know... If the subscribe star widget is working or not, but that's out there as well. So, uh, so be with us uh, for all of that. You can also join the membership if you want. YouTube and Odyssey, there's memberships open for that as well. So that's it. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.